All right, Running With The Money, episode seven. Back in studio, Matt Gothard. Thanks for coming back this week. Safe travels back into the uh, L.A. city limits. Dude, I once was lost and now I'm found. It's good to be back. Thanks for thanks for welcoming me back. No Kent Brown this week. We're going to get a voicemail from him. Uh, don't think he's under any duress, but I mean, we'll monitor that situation. <laughs> but Kent gave us some picks that we'll get to later in the week. It wasn't the best week, but... On the positive note, four one and one on moneymaker picks this year. That's pretty positive. If, you know, I mean, you look at the uh, the big picture. You're making money on these picks, which is the uh, that's the whole goal of the moneymakers. It's it, we're gonna rename it the Alabama Crimson Tide moneymaker, <laughs> I think, because it's just. Although we did have to sweat this one, we did. But Alabama just the juggernaut. Um, Tua hasn't even com- had to even play in any fourth quarter. No pass completions in the fourth quarter. Just remarkable and. I think the stat you pointed out on uh, Twitter, which is the best one, their punter is still redshirt eligible. Exactly. That's insane to me. It's, it's unbelievable the talent that that team has. It's so, it's so fun to watch, especially as a team. Like, I don't have an SEC favorite team, mm-hmm. so being able to separate yourself, it's pretty cool to see this happening. So if you're, a, um, if you're a, a better, and we know Alabama is a cash cow at points, but I think one area that's kind of concerning or just something to monitor that I don't have a great beat on is over-unders with this team. Because you know they're going to score, but you don't know when they're going to take their starters out, and you also don't know if their defense is, I don't want to say not as good as years past, but maybe toying around a little bit. That Arkansas game, they gave up 31 points, and they did get backdoor covered very late if you took Alabama for the full game. That's true. You know, I think uh, this is a really deep team, but there's a huge drop off once you go from the second string to the third string. <laughs> oh yeah, and that is major. poor, poor team. Oh That's, my gosh, how, how do they deal? I think it was like a couple weeks ago that they played Louisiana and they covered the fifty point spread in the first half, and I knew there was no way they were holding on to it because you bring in the third string QB, the defense doesn't do anything but get penalties. So that is one thing to keep in mind if you're taking a big spread with Bama. I'll also say. To be fair, I got crushed this week. This was my worst one. And I don't, I mean, we've had bad weeks before. This was pretty outstanding. But a lot of close games, it's almost like we were having this talk last week. I'd rather just get annihilated early in a lot of these games. Syracuse, I'll just, that that just pissed me off. The way they blew that spread and lost that game outright when they scored the touchdown late to go up. All they needed is a stop and they let Pitt just complete the bomb pass. And, and Mizzou, which was one that I was pretty confident on. Weather. Mother Nature is killing me. Anytime there's a long rain delay, I just get very upset. And I know we were both wrong on uh, Auburn, too, which uh-huh. was another one that just... I thought that was, like, probably the lock of the week, it's to be just... honest. But that's probably why it wasn't. Yeah, I know. You, uh, one other one that I think we disagree with that you got right was LSU Florida, which, again, man, Florida was down late, and they made plays. And I think we're starting to see that a lot of these teams are close. And, and my, my, point of, my point of those teams being so close that... Anything could happen. A bounce back with a mediocre team is very likely. You could lose by 30 points one week if you're not in that Alabama realm or at the other end of the spectrum, Rutgers or Kansas. It doesn't really matter a lot of times. That's so true. That's so true. Um, you know, I, the thing about LSU to me, and we can get into it later, is they're just not a good second-half team. They kind of fall off in the second half. No, and half. Auburn, just that Auburn game just threw everybody off. Yeah, like, that's all that was. They, well, kicked that, they kicked that game-winning field goal. All of a sudden, LSU's undefeated. We're all like, they're a second-half team. Oh, they're a real team. And it's like, no, they're not a real team. I'm kind of sad that they lost because I really wanted to make money on that Alabama game. Mm. But now they're kind of getting – they're going to be humbled by then. So, we'll see. 
West Virginia, actually worst beat of the week though by far. I want to point this out. I'm still I'm still riding West Virginia. I'm not giving up at how they lost the first half line against Kansas. That line was about 17 and a half. West Virginia's got the ball up 13 in the first half twice inside the 10, two picks in the end zone. Oh, against Kansas against too. Kansas, it's so like... Just like <laughs> unbelievable. Now, I'm not saying they should have taken field goals cuz you don't know how it would have played out, but all they got to do is throw a touchdown. Two opportunities. It's it would be so interesting zone. to see a coaching staff one game just play to try to beat the spread instead of win the game. It's yeah, I, th- I feel like Lane Kiffin tried that a couple times at Alabama and that was maybe one of the main reasons they let him go, but Sure, sure. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we're if we're recapping last weekend and teams that look good though, Notre Dame, I mean, they're in the playoff discussion. Uh our our mutual friend Sully is not looking good on his uh under 10 wins bet for Notre Dame cuz they've gone through the meat of their schedule with flying colors. I thought well, Virginia Tech in that game, their offense actually looked okay. Notre Dame's defense is solid, not great, but not poor. But what took them so long going to this quarterback is my question. I guess I wish Kent was here. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and it's really hard for me because I just do not like Notre Dame, so I no. always am a little bit biased. But it's kind of a bummer on that standpoint. Is that uh, To me, that was their last real challenger to them. Um, I mean, I'm sure they'll end up making the playoffs. Do you think a one-loss Notre Dame team makes the playoffs? I think... I think a one-loss Notre Dame team would make it over a one-loss Clemson team because the ACC is terrible this year. Even if Clemson won the ACC? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, depending on – a lot of factors would have to go into it, but I think they probably would. I know Clemson has a reputation. Who's the second-best team in the ACC? Is it North Carolina State? Boston College. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it's probably like – I mean, Miami I'd say maybe. Miami. I'd say Miami. North Carolina State's not bad. And yeah. That that game that got canceled with West Virginia and North Carolina State. It's all of a sudden I mean, looking yeah. kind of like a big one. The other thing to consider is the Big 12, what happens with that conference. Sure. Because if Notre Dame has one loss, if there's an undefeated Big 12 champion, as much as I don't think they're better than Notre Dame, regardless of who that is, they would go over one loss Notre Dame. And I wouldn't have too much of a problem with that. If you go undefeated in your conference, you deserve to be in the playoff. How many? Wait, are there any undefeated teams left in the Big 12? West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Yeah, okay, so yeah. they went out. Yeah, and that's after, it. after Kent called that they're losing this weekend, it's probably... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's... I mean, that's... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm that's sorry. an interesting... <laughs> no, that's an interesting one, though, too, because if West Virginia runs the table, yeah, they're the last one left. Ah, man. Uh, and the Pac-12 is probably going to get shut out again. But who knows? I mean, we got... For all the people that are interested in expanding the playoff, I'm personally not one of them because I like the excitement of the regular season and weekends like this. A lot of elimination games. Yep. Michigan, Wisconsin, loser's not going to make the playoff. With, uh, Washington, Oregon, that loser's out as well. True. And uh, there's a couple others as well. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this goes. And yeah, it's exciting. It's a, time it is, this is the best part of the football season so far. You know, I mean, obviously, once we get to the bowl season, that's the best part. But I love this part of the season when everybody still has something to play for, but you're starting to get an idea of who the contenders are and who is kind of playing just for a bowl game. And one thing I wanted to check while we have a second was there was, I'm trying to think how many teams lost last week to unranked teams in college football. On average, that weekend, that first weekend in October, you think the schedule, you know, you're getting the conference play and, and it's not as hard. About four or so lose every year, the last like five years. So we had a few last year. I mentioned Syracuse and some teams going down that were ranked. Um, Oklahoma State, which had no business being ranked, got destroyed again. Every time I have a beat on them, I never bet it. 
Yep. And they end up just getting crushed outright. So it's my best bets are against teams like Big 12 teams that are ranked that shouldn't be. I, and I they love, just get demolished. I love watching teams like that. And, and no shade to Oklahoma State. But, like, when they played Boise State, they, don't look, they didn't look like they could beat everybody on a regular weekly basis. So right. when, a, when a team like that gives up so many points, it's like, well, I might just take my chances and see what happens because it's bound at one or two weeks to have a, a drop right. off. Right, A&M was another one. Yeah, there was yep. at least three or four last week. Mississippi that, State, obviously. It's like <laughs> Unbelievable. This, yeah, so they, we hit it again. Four. I mean, no, okay, we just got to start studying history. We're turning it into freaking... FSU almost yeah. beat Miami, too. I, yeah, they did. That was... I had a bad feeling about that game not being the the blowout of Miami, but them, for them to come back and win was uh, it's pretty impressive. Was exciting. Yeah, I I also do think that whenever something weird happens, like a lightning delay or like all those uh, special teams plays that Oklahoma State had against Boise, it's not really sustainable. Yeah, that's the other side of it exactly. too. So we'll see what happens. Well, the the last thing on running with the money we want to talk about last week was that UFC fight. I know we're a college football podcast but i know you're not like the biggest combat sports fan and i knew without even talking to you that you bet mcgregor because the odds were in his favor and i get it because it's mixed martial arts anything can happen but what a one-sided fight i wish they would have let us bet on what would happen after though i wish that they could have just brought that guy into the ring we could watch a real fight and uh give him three rounds see what happens because that was more entertaining than the i mean Uh, the second that mcgregor went down in the second round it's over. Like it was. you know, I mean, maybe in the, in the first round, I thought that there was a chance that uh, that he would get him right away with a with a quick punch. But again, I don't know too much about it. I just kind of go with the star power here. Uh, it's the I life mean, of a degenerate. That's <laughs> good. It went exactly how I thought it would, just because Khabib is the best ground and pound. He's the best grappler I think I've ever seen in the UFC, and. He fought a smart fight. I mean, he wasn't going to let McGregor hurt him, and he didn't in the third round, which I actually don't think McGregor looked that bad. I think you're just going up against an all-timer. Yeah. So, I yeah, don't... we can argue about, like, oh, he, he's gotten rich. He's not the same fighter. Maybe, but I, that fight, he's, McGregor was also the first person ever to win around that third round, which we can get into, like, strategy or whatnot for another time, but could be probably just tried to wear him down a little bit that round and set up the fourth round. But, I mean, Khabib's amazing. Like, Connor fought pretty well. He just went up against an absolute buzzsaw. And the the after stuff, I, I've said my piece on it, but, you know, these guys are all pretty crazy to go in there. So you right. push the wrong button. This stuff could happen. Oh, I love the people that think these guys are all just level-headed. You know, like, oh, you go in there and beat some guy up for three, four rounds, insult, and then you're just supposed to just chill out. <laughs> you insult someone's family, religion, yeah. and dad. It's like, okay. It's like, wipe that off, man. You're fine. You're not taking just, anything that's going to boost your... He wrestled bears. Like... <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> Looking back at that, I wish I would have. I underestimated the wrestling the bear at at the age of ten or whatever he was. That, that's insane. Yeah, bears are biting, and they're not fighting fair. Why you, would he fight? Before fair? we move on from this, do you think that that fight? You know, when it first happened, I thought this is bad for UFC because people like me, the mainstream crowd, might not get into a, a fight for a while. But when I look at it now, after a couple days, I almost feel like that was the best possible thing to happen because so now post fight stuff. Yeah, it's like I don't even want to. I don't want a Khabib McGregor rematch. I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to watch that. But I want to see somebody else who's a real contender come up and take Khabib on. I don't want to see any more. I mean, honestly, yeah. Conor McGregor, I would watch him again. But I think that that buzz is kind of fallen. He sells fights, but yeah. I, look, they promoted the fight with the dally throwing things. Right. So the UFC knows exactly where their bread is buttered. And they are, they, they're not they, they're not innocent bystanders. Like, how can we let this happen? Right. Like, you. McGregor came in with 20 goons and threw Odali into a bus with other fighters on it, and you let him have this fight. So I'm not saying he didn't deserve it, but 
the guy that Khabib needs to fight was the guy in the undercard, Tony Ferguson. Yep. That guy he looked good. And, and he's crazy, so that would just be, you know, that'd be that'd be exciting too. But yeah, for Mc- the UFC, they, they know what they want. They want big title fights, and they're going to get it the next couple pay-per-views. So. McGregor kind of reminds me, and I know the talent level is different, but Chael Sonnen a little bit. Yeah. How it's like, you know, great promoter, but never really wins those fights that you promote so much, so... Again, I don't know too much about this it's, sport, yeah, so I don't want to jump on a ledge. There, I mean, we're talking about top 10 fighters in their respective weight divisions, but when you get to, like, the best of the best, get outclassed. I mean, it's, yep. it's what happened. I mean, who knows what would happen if they fought again. I don't want to rematch either, but because I, I just don't see it going any other outcome. It makes you really fear for Mayweather if he ever got in the octagon. Well, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, any any... Any mixed martial artist would just take him down immediately. Yeah, that wouldn't even be a boxing match. Training their whole life with bears and other random animals, so we'll see. But running with the money, episode seven. We told you Kent Brown wasn't going to be here. We're going to preview all the college football games now. But Kent did leave us a voice mail, voice message with some of his best bets. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's listen to that now. So I love the underdogs this week, specifically Iowa State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin against Michigan. That's now up to eight and a half. It was at seven, seven and a half earlier this week. I also think Iowa State wins outright against West Virginia. A couple others that I'm feeling good about. LSU given over a touchdown against Georgia. I think Michigan State nearly two touchdown dogs against Penn State. I'm believing in the underdogs this week, but if I'm going to go best bet, Wisconsin, Iowa State, those would be the two I like the most. Well, wow. We, we don't always disagree as passionately, but I think we, we got some disagreements there. But, and some agreements, too. Yeah, some, some agreements. One agreement, maybe. One, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make our moneymaker pick at the end of the week. Just another reminder, another humble brag, 4-1-1 one, and one on the season. So hope you enjoy making money as much as we do. If not, it's cool. Yep. But there's some big games this week, and I want to start with the one of the best bets I like early in the morning on Saturday. And that is an over-under, which I'm kind of just dabbling my hat in either side. But the morning slide last week, I got really excited for all the morning games. This week, maybe not so much. It's kind of driven towards the night, a little night-heavy. I like the under in Florida Vanderbilt. Ooh. 50 and a half. Florida's defense is disgusting. Kentucky's the only team to score. I think 27 on them was their high again, given up in the season. Tennessee hit over 20, but that was in garbage time. They haven't given up 20 to anybody else. I don't think Florida's offense. Florida might be back. Like they're they're a solid team. I've been wrong on them on a couple bets recently, two in a row actually to be specific. But I think their defense is going to stifle Vanderbilt, and I love the under here, fifty and a half. You know, we can talk about LSU all we want, but I just think that they're they are like such a wild card this season, and they're messing up everybody's perception of each team. You know, with Florida beating them, I've said this before. I don't think LSU is actually that good, and. I don't think you know. I don't think this is enough to explain Florida blowing out Vandy. I could see Vandy jumping up, you know, ten nothing, and all of a sudden this being kind of like a slow burn, and uh, Florida takes the lead at the end. But I, I'm with you on that. I, I like the under. The spread of seven is just—it's right in that Vegas zone of it like me, you know, a backdoor cover. Because I, I think Florida's going to win, but yeah, I, Felipe Franks has had a good year. Has had has had a good season. But this is—you know—it's funny when you bet over unders in, in a game like this. You need that halftime score to be low because yep. you're not going to back time. And you can make up ground in and over in the second half, but you really need that that Florida like 13-6, 13-3 at the half yep. so they know they can just grind it out. Kind of like that Penn State-Ohio State game a few weeks ago is like whatever, 6-7 to seven in the first half or 13 or whatever. 
By the way, uh, we are going to post this show on Friday. We're recording on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, the game will be to the Friday night game. What do you think about uh, Central Florida and Memphis? You know, Four points Central Florida. Just sitting there. Memphis lost to Tulane. But if Central Florida is going to slip up, I feel like it could be this game. You know, I, I haven't watched as much Central Florida as you might think. Um, but I in a game like that, coming from a totally outside perspective, I'm taking the four points. But why would I think actually at that point it's kind of a toss up? Might as well roll with the money line, right? Like there's still a pretty good chance they win. So I did get my days wrong. It is on Saturday. Oh, it's on Saturday. It's, it's we got more time to study. We more time. Yeah, I, minus four. I like Central Florida. They are they are a pretty strong team as they have been. But Memphis is they're dangerous. <laughs> they're dangerous. I don't. I think I'm going to stay away from this one. Yeah, I think so too. There's enough. There's enough other games going on that. Uh, I'm not going to want to dilute the palate. The Friday night game that I really do like is South Florida, Tulsa. South Florida on the road, a touchdown favorite. Tulsa's terrible. Yep. They haven't beaten anyone. So if you're going to bet Tulsa, you're just expecting chaos from a team not in a big conference, and it could happen. But I love South Florida. They're <laughs> right? a fun team to watch. Even last year they were a fun team to they watch. could have beat Central Florida. So close. Such a good, that was an underrated, really good game of the year last year. That Memphis, by the way, getting back to that game, Memphis Central Florida, that over under is at eighty one right now. Oh my gosh, I take the over almost. <laughs> so, like, that's what I was thinking. Like it's been jumping up and down, but um, we'll see. A couple other games I wanted to get to. Saturday game, we're kind of going all over the place, but a Saturday game that I really like: Texas A and M on the road at South Carolina. A and M beats Kentucky last week in overtime. They have two losses this year to Clemson and Alabama. Not, no shame in losing to those two teams. And Alabama, they, they were the first team to cover against them all year. So props to that. Two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road against South Carolina. Now, South Carolina is my complete mush team this year. Yeah. I bet on them I lose. I bet against them I lose. Sure, sure. I think A&M should be comfortably winning this game by three points or more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take the opposite side because a home game for these guys – they're kind of, I think that this is a this is a bounce back now or kind of fall down for the rest of the season game. Um, but I would go ahead and, like I said, I would take the money line here. I don't think two points is going to be enough. Right. I think Texas A&M might blow them out. Like that could happen. But if South Carolina is going to keep this game close, I think that they they win this game. You think, oh, win outright. Yeah, okay. that's. But I'm going out on a ledge there. Let's I, don't that, put too much. That, on that storm was just insane to me. Mizzou was all over them, and then it started raining and. and Granted, when I did bet on South Carolina, it was to cover two touchdowns against Georgia, and they lost by like 30 points. So Yeah, second best team in the country. I mean, uh, Why not? Why not? Um, star this game for a potential moneymaker. We'll see. We got a lot of suggestions, but I was looking at that, at that 1230 West Coast. I mean, it would be 330 on the East Coast slate of games that I really like. We're, we're deep diving. We're, we're quite in the degenerate circle here. Purdue minus 10.5 going on the road at Illinois. Woo! <laughs> right, Sign right? me up, baby. <laughs> right? Like, it's <laughs> Illinois. Sign me up. This, Illinois beat Rutgers, and they're riding high. You like, know, this is a great example, again, of what I'm talking about with LSU winning that field goal, but Eastern Michigan sneaking out that field goal against Purdue was the best thing to ever happen because... what they've done recently. Yeah, and they, they that set us up for a great line against Boston College. Everybody when played. they lost to Mizzou also, and that game was like a Close. game-winning field goal at, yeah. the end of, at Mizzou, I think. so. I, I think Purdue is a – they're just a Big Ten team. They cannot score on demand, but they can they can play defense and they can run it if they need to. Illinois. Uh, and Illinois is bad. I don't know if you guys watched that Penn State game, but like they kept that close, and then in the fourth quarter, 35 points. 35 points in the fourth quarter? I'm not taking any team that gives up 35 in the fourth quarter. 
Illinois could, yeah, that, that shows you that Illinois has plenty of time to blow this and not 35 yes. points unanswered. Just ridiculous. I'm, I'm really liking that. And I wouldn't say because the over-under is at 62.5. You basically need Illinois to score, and that could be them just not showing up and getting destroyed. But a Purdue and the over bet isn't terrible. Their offense is pretty good. Well, I'm not saying Purdue's going to shut them out. That's, no. I think I see Illinois scoring maybe 14, but I can see that defense giving up 40. So, yeah, maybe the over is a play then. I don't know. 62. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm just saying, you know, I don't see a shutout by do, the Boilermakers. Do you think that, yeah, do you think that Purdue is becoming this, like, betting fun team? Because I feel like I'm, I'm constantly on them. Like, Nebraska was one. You hit them on Boston College. Yep, yep. They're fun. I mean, they're, they're not a great team, but they can put up points, and that's all we ask for. They're going to be fun until they lose to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> So another beat that we were talking about, uh, another game that we were talking about was uh, night game Miami and Virginia. Virginia yep. has had a very successful record against the spread this year. I think they might have lost only one game against the spread all year. They're getting six points taking on the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes that suddenly looked a little vulnerable last week against Florida State. They did. And talk about a hangover game. I mean, that you know, you come, you're coming to this game after beating your rival. You're playing a team that um, I'm pretty close friends with, a guy that used to play for Miami, and he, is, he thinks they're going to, quote-unquote, beat the dog shit out of this mm-hmm. team. So I, I think that they're overlooking this. I really, really like Bryce Perkins. What a fun player to watch. Yeah, they're not bad. Like, the, this, isn't your, this isn't your grandfather's Virginia team. Yeah, Virginia team. Miami is – I've never been fully sold on them. Even last year. I mean, Kent's not here, so we can have this full discussion. Yeah. But, no. They didn't really beat a lot of good teams last year in their run, and they didn't beat them by a lot. There was a lot of close games. The Notre Dame game is one that, but even then, Notre Dame kind of fell off at the end too. Yep, yep. So I, yeah, I, I'm staying away. I'm not, I'm not touching this game. I think Virginia could absolutely have a chance to win. They're, they're at home. Miami's overlooking them. I mean, I'm again like I coming off an emotional win. It's got all the it checks all the boxes for an upset. I'm saying maybe Virginia first half money line. Wow. You know, jump out early. Miami comes out slow. You don't have to win the game. You get the home field advantage while it's worth something. Um, I would, I would almost look at that. That's not a bad. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Speaking of uh, first halves, do we have an official one on Alabama Mizzou yet? Ooh, let's see, let's see. Because that game, so the spread is about twenty-eight right now. Alabama night game, Mizzou. Yep. I well, worry. One thing to keep in mind is that Tua does have a knee sprain which means he could throw an incomplete pass. And uh, if he starts throwing incomplete passes, it's a different team. <laughs> but um, I, You know what I kind of do like, though? And I guess if they would have played better last week, I kind of like over 74. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that. you can put up some points. They even scored a little bit against Georgia. The spread, the overall game spread scares me because I feel like Drew Locke can throw some touchdowns late in garbage time and, and really do what happened last week in that game. But would first half probably be around that twenty region? If it's if if there is ever an Alabama first half that is twenty or less, I don't care who they're playing Doesn't unless matter. it's Georgia. Unless it's Georgia. Even Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Even Auburn. That rivalry. They are game. going to smoke Auburn. Well, I have no doubt in that, but they if we're talking gonna... if we're talking first half lines, I mean that's not like mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. That that game's coming up, so um yeah, I think we can. I mean, if you can get them at twenty, if you can get them at twenty, I'd even take them at twenty-one. I wouldn't mess with anything above twenty-one, though. That's that's one touchdown, and you're probably done. Speaking of Auburn, they play. They they looked awful last week. Just terribly awful. 
Yep. Could be a long year. They play Tennessee at home, and they're only 15-point favorites. Yes. We thought this would be in the mid-20s up until last week's debacle. But then again, <laughs> I don't know who's – Auburn can't score. So are they going to cover 15 points against anyone? I don't know, man. You're talking about rough years. Let's look at the other side of this field. You know, we both have a mutual friend in Sully, and I think I've seen maybe three or four tweets from him throughout the season just saying, please kill me. So let's see. We'll see what happens. But I, I think Auburn bounces back here, especially after an, after an embarrassing showing last week. That's a conservative estimate. But, yeah, it's uh, – man. I, <laughs> 15 points. They got to score the ball. They got to score. I mean, Tennessee's defense isn't terrible. That's the thing is that Tennessee's offense, that's another thing entirely. Yep, yep. I would like Auburn here. I think if you can get them at, at a reasonable, you know, maybe if you can tease that down as Ken said, I'll, I'll pay tribute to Ken. If you can get that to 14, that should be fine. That is actually, I'm looking at it now, you know, like the, the points that they're winning by, they are not blowing out teams. I mean, they blew out Arkansas, but Southern Miss, they won by 11. So it's I mean, another one of those other nature games though. That's true. That's true. So let's, so let's talk now here on running with the money about a game that, Kent likes, and I think some of us disagree with. He likes LSU getting a touchdown. Whew. Only a touchdown after last week's loss to Florida where offensively they, they look sluggish. They are at home. Say so it's about 7.5 now. It kicked up to about 7.5. But 7.5 points at home. LSU, 3.30 game. Game of the week on, on uh, CVS against the number two team in the country, Georgia. You know, I said this this week on our show, but uh, – there's only one team in the nation that could beat Alabama, and there's probably only one team in the nation that can beat Georgia, and that team's not LSU. I, so, ooh. I think LSU, this is the part of the season where they're going to start to fall apart. You know, last week was embarrassing, um, and I think that they got lucky against Auburn. I mean, this is a team that's one play away from having, uh, having two losses, and they're, they're one of those teams that just can't come back. So if Georgia gets up by a bunch, I don't see... Uh, I don't see them being able to come back. I would love it at seven instead of seven and a half, but um, I take Georgia, man. I love Georgia. I I agree with you. I'm taking Georgia in this one. So sorry, Kent. Two to one. You got outvoted. But I don't. I agree with the first part of what you said. One team in the country that can beat Alabama if Georgia's on, it's probably only them. I do think Georgia can be beaten by some of the other top teams because they've shown that they could be off at times and for stretches of the game. But yeah, this one. I know it's LSU. It's a night game. I think the biggest thing will be how does Georgia start offensively? If they can put up points in the first first half, LSU's not scoring and not putting up points fast on anybody. Sure. That Auburn game really did throw us off the scent because oh, they came did. back from 10 down late in a well, game on the road. they threw a pick early. They threw a pick on the five-yard line to start the game. I mean, what a way to jumpstart your team. You know, if you don't mind me challenging you, um, you think Clemson could beat Georgia? I think Ohio State could maybe. I think Ohio State I think could. I don't Notre think Dame? Clemson could. Notre Dame? I don't think so. Last year they had him at home and, and it was a really close nail-biter game. Maybe Notre Dame. Maybe. Clemson? Uh, not not the way they're playing now. I'm going to say see, no. They, I need to see a lot more out of Trevor Lawrence. and uh, they got to get a running game. That was the other thing is that they're asking their quarterbacks, whoever it is, to, to do a lot. Yeah. I mean, the thing the thing is is that this goes back to the four-playoff four team game or four-team playoff. Um, it sucks because if we get two SEC teams – it's going to be one and four. And so we won't probably get to see a Georgia play a Clemson or so? an Ohio State. It'll probably be Alabama one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, 
Georgia four. So if Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC title game and they're both undefeated, and the game's not just a complete disaster, one way or the other, I think you could have one of those teams be the three seed. Just to just to mix it up, but then would Part you of it is, would but you risk another SEC title game though? The question's going to be, is Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, hmm. yeah, just to mix it up, maybe if Notre Dame goes undefeated and Ohio State goes undefeated. You're probably still going to have to see one and four, and then they just play again. Yep. It's gonna be, the seeding is all I, – I don't really – the seeding doesn't matter to me. Maybe yeah. who the one seed and who the top two seeds are maybe, but hey, you're in the playoff, you have a chance. You're going to have to beat these teams anyway. That's true. That's so, true. Let's talk about a game, though, that – a team, though, that has really been just stabbing you in the heart repeatedly, Michigan State. You know, I'm going to just – going back to what Kent said earlier, I disagree on this one too. And, wow, and, so you're, and it, the pessimistic Michigan State fan well, is back this you know, week. And I don't want to go on a big rant about it. This is a team that's really close to my heart, but is embarrassing me both on and off the field consistently for the last year and a half probably, both in basketball and football, but mainly football. On the field, because we can, I mean, yeah, we know off the field stuff and we don't have to dive into it. Yeah, that, that's but fine. But on, on the field last week was just a disaster. It's horrible. It's, it's absolutely sad. I mean, we have a team that had... Big Ten championship aspirations this season. We had a yeah. Four, I mean, I would say reasonable. Like we had we have Ohio State at home, who yeah. we beat at home. Mm-hmm. We have Michigan at home, who we beat at home. We have Penn State, who we can beat. Um, that seems like a, a winning recipe with a veteran quarterback coming back, a senior running back who, un, un, I cannot get so frustrated at LJ Scott right now, so I won't. But the fact that like we have continued to have the same issues, the potential he had is just being wasted. I think that this is a game we just lost to Northwestern. Penn State has Big Ten it in their eyes. This is going to be at Penn State. I think Penn State's going to kill them. I think it's going to be like twenty-eight points. I'm on. I'm not emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Penn State. Also, I do think it's going to be closer than twenty-eight points. Part of it, just on the Penn State side, would have been better if they beat Ohio State. Oh, if they man. came in undefeated, they wouldn't have been. Now they now they know it's like okay. They have to win this game. They have to. Every, they have to base. They have to run the table and hope for some luck to have a chance to play off and even get to a New Year's Day bowl again. Michigan State defensively is just getting pushed around, and offensively, it's just stupid mistake after another. You know what I noticed from watching some of that Northwestern game was that even when even when they were going on touchdown drives or scoring drives, they just made it unnecessarily difficult. Yeah. Penalties, just yes. blatant stupidity, and and honestly, I like Dan Tony as a as a game as an in-game coach, but he's looked a little vulnerable too with some clock management decisions and just the buttons he's pushing. And I just, I'm not a fan of what I'm saying. It's not even a fun product. Like we can talk about Purdue and be like, oh, it's kind of fun what they're doing. Michigan State's just a tough watch right now. And they've had fun teams in the past. I just think that if they lose this game, we're all of a sudden going to be looking at D'Antonio as a coach that might not have control of this team anymore. Um, Sure, they had a good bounce back season, but now in the past three years, um, it's not the same Spartan team that they had. So we'll see what happens. I hope they win. Uh, I wouldn't put any money on, on the boys in green. Oh, Sorry, so Ken. sad. So sad, yeah. Well, Basketball's coming soon. Basketball is coming soon. We'll, we'll be getting into that as well. Another Big Ten matchup to note that also has some ties. Iowa, Indiana. Iowa, five-point favorites on the road against Indiana. I've talked myself into being full-blown Iowa this week, mainly because Michigan State was the, the team that, I, that just destroyed Indiana at home. Indiana has no home advantage. That's true. Um, 
Iowa is an interesting is an they, interesting beast. You they know? got it down under a touchdown. The fact that the line moved from about seven when it opened to five, because I know what you're going to say. Iowa's conservative. Ference doesn't like to run up the score. Last week, last week against Minnesota, though, they had some big plays late. They did. And if the defense can score, maybe. And, and, you know, Indiana is a turnover team, so maybe they throw a pick six or a fumble on the five or whatever. Um, this is a big game for me in a, a couple of reasons. One is my future bets that we've talked about. I have them to win the Big Ten West this week is a really big week because if Wisconsin loses, then they are now tied again. Obviously, they have that. But this is one of the only potential losses for Wisconsin. But this is a bigger game for Iowa because I think they're sleeping on Indiana. And uh, if they get down early, like it's they can, it's hard for them to come back, especially on the road without Kinnick Stadium. Um, the one thing Ferentz hates doing is covering the spread. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we've heard, actually heard him say that. I'm hating on all my favorite teams this week, so it's kind of bummed me out. Maybe one of them will win, but. I like Iowa to win, but maybe not cover five. I also don't. Well, let me ask you this question. What would you rather have this weekend? Wisconsin lose to help your spread or Wisconsin win to just crush Michigan's playoff hopes? Wisconsin to win. Yeah, Wisconsin to win. I'd say that. Yeah, Just because sure. Michigan, I mean, that's another one. Who's got it better than us? A lot that's of other keeping teams. Dan, that's keeping D'Antonio's job, too, is it just is. beating Michigan as much, too, like keeping him that. That's becoming our Super Bowl. For the, we'll talk about that when that comes up, but mm-hmm. now that game is bigger than ever for Spartan Nation. Quickly, because I know it's a reoccurring thing. Are you fading Ohio State again? Are no. You, no. I, uh, Minnesota 29. You know, there's, there is the, there's the, the idea of haters going to hate, and I'm realizing that I'm just a hater this year on Ohio State. They've proven me wrong. I'm not saying I would take... Minnesota, but um, Ohio State looks like the the contender in the Big Ten. They're our best chance for a playoff um, team. So I don't know. Minnesota just has not been that great. Ohio State's a bizarro Alabama. They are probably a team I would never say take the first half. Exactly. Well, they they covered it week one against Oregon State, but they're a second half team and they will run up the score on these teams yep. late so I would say don't take the first half if you really feel confident it is a lot of points Minnesota's terrible PJ Flex got a lot of work to do we'll see if he can get there I didn't realize last week they played Iowa for the Ford Rose the pig trophy oh yeah they, Minnesota has that one and they have Paul Bunyan and they have Paul Bunyan's axe with Wisconsin they haven't won these trophies in forever it's you know, been a very long time since they've won a rivalry game Going back to what you said about Ohio State, they do run up the score, and they're not—they're not, they're not going to apologize for it. They were up forty-two to six in the fourth quarter, got the ball with two minutes left, and threw them on, on almost every play and scored a touchdown to cover. So <laughs> gotta love that. You gotta respect that as a game. Gotta love sticking it to Tulane. That's <laughs> yeah. What, what awesome. a just bunch of scumbags. No, but, um, but I do want to talk here. Running with the money, another game that Kent brought up that. We'll see how we feel about this. We haven't discussed it yet. He loves Iowa State outright, he says. They're six-point dogs taken on West Virginia. You know where I stand. I know West Virginia burned me on the second and the first half line, but I'm still going to ride with Will Greer. I think they need to win this game and really keep going. It's maybe the Big 12's last hope to make the playoff. I agree, and, and I like Iowa State. You know, I'm from Iowa, so I have a little bit of uh, a little bit of bias there, but I don't see them winning this game outright. It is at home, but that's not a huge home field advantage there. Um, and it, it is a night game, so it, they probably will uh, sell out or get close. But um, I think it really comes down to the first two possessions for Iowa State. Like, if they go down 14 nothing right away, I mean, ob- obviously it's over. But um, 
if they could get if they could jump out to a uh, early lead, it's a little different ball game getting that crowd into it. The last time West Virginia played a team that trounced Oklahoma State was Texas Tech, and they covered with pretty much ease too. So yeah. we'll see. I I do think West Virginia is a team to to look at there. Another quick one I want to mention: Notre Dame. We talked about them. You think they're easily going to cover three touchdowns? No, Pitt. No. That see, Pitt just came off that Syracuse win. I thought the line would be a little bit more respectful. And Notre Dame is going to just milk the clock out. Like they've, they're not an Ohio State type team. Kelly's just going to ride this game into the ground. And they've actually lost this game. Oh yeah. To Pitt before that's ruined season. So I wish Kent was here right now because I could remind him of his other undefeated team that played Pitt last year. And what happened in that game? <laughs> yeah, and so I, I don't know. Pitt always has one of these games in them. They beat Notre Dame. Uh, what is it like three, four years ago by now? But yeah, they, they absolutely. This is not. I, I Kent didn't mention this because I'm pretty sure he would not have taken Notre Dame no. in this game. If if he's even able to speak wherever he's <laughs> wherever right, he's at right, right now, they're holding hostage. Um, yeah, no, that's one that I'm I'm really looking forward to. I think we should just dive into the main event though. Okay. Some other games to talk about, but we know what we're all really gearing up for. Wisconsin. Gets Michigan. It's at Michigan. Wisconsin's line's moved to about eight and a half. So you can get this line anywhere from seven and a half to about nine. Eight and a half seems to be the most standard. I'm seeing nine and a half right now. Nine and a half. I like Wisconsin a lot. I would take Wisconsin at seven and a half any more than a touchdown, and I'm all about. And actually, if you're like me and you're a little confident and you like to roll the dice, you get a bit, a little bit of a better payout if you do that. So I like Wisconsin. Anything more than a touchdown they have a chance to win this game i am going to tease this i'm going to parlay it i'm going to hit the first half i'm going to hit the money uh-huh. line because they you are, hate michigan i hate michigan <laughs> but i think that there is no way that you can watch that michigan team against northwestern and think oh they're going to handle wisconsin the only thing about wisconsin that you got to keep in mind is they're also one of these run run teams like so if they like fall I, behind by a lot early it could tough. be trouble it's tough but if they get up and you get 10 points on that seven, uh, say they run it in for a touchdown early, you're up 17. They love milking <laughs> some clock. So I, I would definitely look at Wisconsin, but plus nine or plus eight, whatever you guys want to take it at, I would be, this would be uh, something I would like to look at as a big bet. Did you see the first, I mean, I know they beat Nebraska, but did you see the first quarter of that game? They, they won by, I think, 17. I don't know if they exactly covered the final spread, but it was a eight-minute field goal drive for Wisconsin. For Wisconsin. And they love that. And they love it. And then it just sets the tone. And Michigan's defense, very good. Going to be tough for, for Hornybrook to throw. Wisconsin can run the ball on them, and Michigan's offense is going to have a tough time. Shea Patterson, still waiting for his best game against a good team. We're, we're waiting for it. I'm waiting. Play good against a good team. We'll see. I'm waiting for Michigan to beat a good team. You know, like, you're looking at, at the games that they played. It's not, this is their second hardest game of the season. So, not only that, they who do they have next week? Sparty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see what happens here. They're in for. Oh my gosh, they have a very tough schedule here: Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State. I'd say Michigan's probably going to win this game by twenty-four, twenty-one. Oh, so you think it's a backdoor? No, I, I don't think it's a backdoor. I think it's like a game-winning field goal late. No, I mean you think that Wisconsin's going to backdoor cover? I would say probably tied late. Michigan kicks sure, a field goal to sure. win. So okay. I mean, I guess if we're looking at backdoor, I'm not saying it's going to be like ten and Wisconsin scores the. The true backdoor cover. You know what I can see is Michigan up four. Wisconsin has the ball, trying to come back. They go for it on fourth and one on their own 30. And that's how you lose. If Wisconsin wins this game, we're all going to be happy. Though. We'll we be, can agree on we'll that. Be, I'll be semi-happy, but I'll be, I'll be happy. You know. 
bets aside, that's uh, that's one thing to consider. Hey, uh, before we talk about some of the other late night games, especially, and then uh, keep going here on running with the money. There's one team that's six and zero against the spread. I I quiz Ken on it. You know who that still is. Ooh, let me think. Let me think. Only one team is six and zero against the spread. Who is it? Who is it? They're not playing this week. It's Washington State. Really? I would never have guessed that. And last week, Oregon State, they covered by like two points. But hey, wow, they're they are who you think they are. Wow. Whatever they're expected to do, they do. That's, so. that's really interesting. I mean, you bring up against the spread quick if I can jump to a Big Ten game. Go ahead. I love Northwestern minus three and a half against Nebraska. Uh, we're in that degenerate get mode. This line opened up at minus eight, and it is going down to minus three and a half. Northwestern is 11 and one against the spread in the last 12 conference games. Wow. That is insane. That's a fun fact. I mean, I know Frost needs a win, and this is probably going to be one of his better chances, but... I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna ride that train. Riding it, huh? You know? Okay. Late night game, one that's got a lot of people. It's caught a lot of people's eyes out here. USC taking on Colorado at home. USC seven point favorites over an undefeated team. Unreal. This is the uh, uh, stay away. This is I need the beeping sound effect because this is something just ain't right. Teams don't have a lot of respect for Colorado because their best win is that Arizona State win by, I think, about seven points last week. USC has been up and down. You know what else I think this game means, which is why I'm leaning towards USC the more I talk about it? Texas. That loss, everybody just just ragged on USC relentlessly. It looks pretty good now. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I've, honestly, I'm going... you got to have faith in I'm one of these complete, teams. That's the problem. I'm going complete opposite You're of you. I want to thank the media for consistently overhyping USC regardless of the talent on that team. Um, I mean, you bring up the Texas game. That game wasn't close. That was a 23-point wow. loss. And, it was. And also, we don't, we're talking about a team that almost lost to Washington State, a team that almost lost to Arizona. Um, I'm not taking seven points away from this USC team. No way. I'd be take, I'll take the seven. And just one way or another, you have to be confident in, in one of these teams. In Colorado... I don't know. I just, we'll see. We'll see it's kind of fun happens. to disagree on, on it is. We'll it see is. I'm not, next week. I'm not passionately like... This is a $5 bet. It's a $5 bet for <laughs> sure. Um, Oregon-Washington, though. Yep. Another playoff eliminator game. I I just, in this case, I still think Oregon i got to go with three? Washington. Oregon getting three points? Yeah, I know. I know. But I think this is a statement game for Washington to kind of get itself back in the light. This is its last really big test. They've kind of failed on a few of their big tests. Failed to cover last week against – it was a one-touchdown game against UCLA, who yep. doesn't have a win. On the road, but um, – and this is on the road, too. I do love Oregon. I don't not like Oregon, but I think that Washington is going to be looking to make a statement in this game. Yeah, I'm leaning Washington, too. Uh, I would agree with you there. Three points is right around what I expected to be. Another disagreement with Kent. Kent's on Oregon. He, uh, he thinks they're going to get it done, but – I. Herbert's great. I just don't know how he's going to be able to throw the ball against this Washington defense. It did look a little vulnerable last week, but I think this is the game they need. And also a statement. Washington not only needs to win this game, they're the Pac-12's last hope. If you don't mind me asking, if Washington beats Auburn, what do you think the spread is of this game? Ten. Ten. Well, even even with Auburn's struggles, I yeah. mean, I still think it'd be about Double digit. But then you could say if Oregon beats Stanford, this game's a pick 'em. 
That's true. They don't blow that game. That's and Oregon true. could still make the playoff, too, if they went out. But and you know what? To that point, Oregon was much closer to beating Stanford than Washington was to beating Auburn. They were both pretty close. I mean, I mean they, they, crossed, Oregon they crossed the line, Mitch. They crossed oh, the first Oregon, down. Oregon, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they won it. They just fumbled after they won. Oregon choked. Oh, I'm still Washington, not over that. Washington was right in there. Let's talk about that boxing match instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go back to that. Oh, man, that was, the sa- that was not the same night, but it was nearby. Well, I think we've hit just about every other game. Is there any other degenerate games that we haven't touched on? I don't think so. You know, um, we really covered pretty much every game that uh, that I'll be watching this week. I don't think I'm going to watch that Texas-Baylor game. No. Not te- yeah, Texas. I mean, that's one that I think Texas should cover, but it's a big spread. I, I really respect the fact that Herman changed up their game plan just to be Oklahoma. That's not how they play. It's why... Again, just we could do a regular regular segment called Mitch is an idiot and won't go for it. But <laughs> good beat on Texas Oklahoma over under because I just felt like that was the only chance Texas had. You got to roll with Oklahoma's punches scoring, yep. and you got to just punish that terrible defense. Yep. I don't expect Texas to play like that against anybody else, yep. even Baylor, which is why I'd be a little nervous about a two touchdown. Baylor's sneakily getting better. They are, and this is a game that I could see them getting hyped for. Texas is coming down from a big win last week. Anytime you favor a team by that much. You've got to think it gets in their head a little bit. I'd say, well, if we want to go like complete wild card, like anything bold outlandish, just be fun to see happen. I'll say this. I'll say UCLA gets their first win. They went out right on the road against Cal. Ooh. Seven point. Seven point dogs. They're getting a little better. I know they're not great, but Cal, Cal rotates quarterbacks. I don't know if you watch how they play. <laughs> they're still doing the quarterback timeshare. Yes, they are, and I like that. I, I mean, the thing is, is that I don't believe in UCLA, but I do believe that they will eventually get a win this season. They're not going zero and no. twelve. So, who who gets a win first, them or Nebraska? Hmm. Could be this week. Could be. <laughs> I'd say I'd say Nebraska. They get one first. Yeah. Okay. Probably because they're going to beat Northwestern now. And then I guess the last one would be if we wanted any thoughts on BYU Hawaii. BYU eleven points late. Man, I just have a plethora of thoughts on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Stay up late, the late night game. I mean, I'll end up. You know me. I'll end up if I'm up. I'll end up winning that game, or not winning. Never, I'll never win those games, but I'll end up watching that game. Of course, if we always. I mean, we're on the West Coast, so we're gonna watch late night football. Yeah, it's, it's what's on. How, do you you're know, gonna, how would you gonna, watch? Not only you're gonna watch, you're gonna bet on it. Oh yeah, you're gonna get upset. Put unreal amounts of money on it that we should never have done. Maybe Hawaii. I mean, it's on the road, but no. I think yeah. I mean, the worst thing that could happen to any of us, I think we can agree, is winning our first bet. Yeah. Just yep. false set of confidence through the roof. Oh, yeah. Just bad things happen. Well, Matt Gouther, before I let you go, running with the money, another solid episode yet again. Thanks again to Kent Brown for his picks. Any other thoughts on sports this week? We talked about UFC. NFL has been kind of interesting, too. Yeah, I mean, this get, this will come out before. Uh, this will come out after the game. But tonight we got Giants versus Eagles. Um, mm. Really, really interesting game because if the Giants win, isn't it a four-way tie for the NFC East? No, because the Redskins are two and two, so they had that but, bye week. So the Giants. So they they'd, they'd all each have two wins, yeah. yeah but they'd so be a couple different in the loss column, yeah. It, I mean, that's talk about the hype city for that division, and then now Just what, the they're free, all bad. I if the Giants win, like that whole division sucks. You got but, the Eagles win, right? Yeah, their their Eagles are going to win this division with like a ten and six record. It's going to be fine. But if the Eagles lose this game. 
Just the, that Philly reaction. I'm going to be all for it. Whatever. Get rid of Carson. Fire Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Just it's going to be nuts. Um, I think that'll be an interesting one. NFL has been fascinating for me. The team that I look at, I mean, I'm a Browns fan and that defense is nasty. There's some sleeper teams out there that you can find good value on. Sure. One of them is, and I know they play them this week, but I still kind of dig the Chargers. Yeah. They lost to the Rams and the Chiefs, and Rivers can put up points and just beats bad teams. So they're one to look at as well. But I'm looking forward to some of these NFL games. And and even the baseball playoffs, which we we talked about a little bit last week. I still think the best value bet, if you got in on it, at the first round of the playoffs was the Dodgers. Sure. Even though I think it it would just – Bet the Astros. If you want to make money, that's the team to bet on. I would just parlay the Astros and Dodgers winning the series. Yeah. I I don't know if the Astros open up as a favorite. They they're play, minus, it's minus yeah, 110 or they whatever. Open up as a favorite. They should be. I mean, if you, if you break down, we know baseball, anything can happen. Guys can get cold. and But pitching-wise, usually it's bullpen that makes the difference. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. What about last thing? Uh, can we get odds on Jimmy Butler if he's going to fight his teammates or when he's going to be on the team? I mean, oh my gosh! I can't. I would. I wish I could have bet on those scrimmage games. Yeah. You know? but, <laughs> no, really. Hey, Jimmy Butler and the... three of the Water Boys, uh, plus three hundred. Sign me up. But I just can't believe Cat and and those guys couldn't couldn't beat him. It's kind of embarrassing. You, yeah. I. One reason. One thing is, I don't think he should be there if he doesn't want to be there. No. I get what he's doing. It's a power play, and I get being tough and being like, look, I'm going to be an alpha, like. If you're on that team, I mean, any any team that I could think of being on or, or in any sport, hockey, football, whatever, that's like a physical altercation if you're yelling out, you got, you can't win without me, you yeah. guys are nothing. For that's, them to just take it, that makes me think a lot less of them, honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. But He it, was so good on the Bulls. He was. It's uh, I don't I don't, just don't like the way the NBA is going where you could just do this to, to just power play your way out. And, I watched the Lakers last night. That was fun. Watching LeBron on the Lakers is a lot of fun. We do have to, I almost forgot, we got to get a moneymaker locked in for sure. Kent's not here. We're 4-1-1, one, and one, but I think... It's unanimous. We're unanimous. It was one of Kent's best bets. We're in on it, and we'll set it at 8.5. Let's take... Let's, let's do 8.5. Let's, let's do 8.5, yeah. 8.5, to be fair. You can get it higher or lower, depending on what you want to do. But Wisconsin, on the road, plus 8.5. Jump around. Jump around. Hey, ah, God. It's too bad it's not at Camp Randall, man. I, I wanted know. it there. That would be so awesome. But I, I, it'll be even sweeter if it's in the big house. Nothing like seeing that. Yeah, you know. You know what that's like, seeing that. I mean, <laughs> but we're going to go Wisconsin Moneymaker. Hope to get to 5-1-1 one, one on the year. Feeling good. I mean, that's pretty good. I don't, I'm not a, Dude, that's awesome. I don't have the percentage ahead of me, but we give you one bet every week, and we've been pretty good so far. So hope you guys take our word for it. Matt Gother, this was fun. Appreciate you coming on. And Kent Brown, wherever you are. We miss you. We'll send it. We miss you and we'll try to send help. And uh, don't spend it all in one place if you hit the money maker. This was Running with the Money, Episode 7. Good luck this weekend.